This is the story of how I got here. Wherever here is. I think it's some sort of limbo for all the things in the universe that don't work right. It's very serene. No complaints. I just wish you could get cable TV out here. Anyway, I'll start with the morning of the first day of my ordeal. That is if you don't count the preceding 30 years of my life and time spent in utero. That morning, I was a guest at LaserCon 24, a science fiction convention where people of various ethnic and financial backgrounds gather together peacefully to tell badly out-of-date Doctor Who jokes and dress up like aliens with names like Rebo and Zooty. My appearance was the highlight of the panel in which I appeared. And I'll never forget the deeply philosophical possibilities of the first question posed to me. Um, who are you? I'm Fritz Liebowitz. Uh, I wrote The Shadows of Intorine. Wait, that's the story where Captain Hazoki Tuvar falls in love with the Zardin Princess. Yes, yes, I wrote that. But Captain Hazoki Tuvar hates the Zardin Princess. She killed his entire squadron in the Forgotten Wars. How could you have Captain Hazoki Tuvar fall in love with that genocidal bitch queen? I don't even see how they could have met because Captain Hazoki Tuvar never personally left the Tybor sector and the princess ruled from Zaldin Prime. Actually, my story was placed in the Apocrypha section, so it's not part of continuity. None of that ever happened. You mean you've been lying about the adventures of Captain Hazoki Tuvar? Well, I wouldn't say lying. I was just peering through an odd looking glass into the realm of what if. I mean, could Captain Hazuki Tuvar fall in love with someone who killed so many people? Did you say Hazuki? Shit! This guy can't even pronounce it! chased down a public street by a bunch of fat fanboys in Babylon 5 t-shirts. Man, what a shitty way to spend the morning. Yes, I mean the shame of being beaten up by people with plaster of Paris super glued to their foreheads. It's just distressing. I told you, science fiction isn't the way to go, man. The fans will eat you alive. Did you hear about what happened to Heinlein when he went down to Papua New Guinea? What? They ate him alive? Yep. Of course, that's just what they do down there. I don't think they're a piss at him for writing Starship Troopers or anything, but it just goes to show you. You know what you should write? What? Internet porno. I don't think there's a great future in internet porno stories, but thanks for the advice, Jim. Hey, the internet is everywhere. Did you hear about what happened when the internet finally got to Middle Earth? You know, where those hobbit son bitches live? Back in the old days, in the dark times of Mordor, it used to be very hard on us elves, trying to make a potion, enchant an object, or cast a demon back into the netherworld using only a ratty old scroll written by a drunken, dying dwarf. Nowadays, though, the dwarven community is very much into the internet, and they've really put some fantastic spells and conjuring ideas up on their personal websites. Before, you had to carry loads of spellbooks with you everywhere. But now you can just download them all into one portable device. I wouldn't go anywhere without my palm wizard these days. But has the internet, mobile phone, and the rest of modern technology really made life in Middle-earth the joy that most beings claim? Or is there, in fact, a darker side to this digital revolution? 
We talked to a stinking bastard troll to find out. Well, I think modern devices have helped me immensely. I used to have a real touch of obsessive compulsive disorder, you know? Who's on that bridge? Should I eat them? What if they bribe me? What if they don't? Should I take the bribe if they offer and then just eat the poor wretch anyway? What changed your life? Well, one day, this hobbit comes along and says he doesn't want to pay me any gold coins, but wonders if I might take a video game system instead. And you accepted? Well, no. I ate him. Later on that night, under the bridge, well, there's not a lot to do. So I vomited out the console and gave it a go. Since then, I've been playing the games pretty much non-stop. The interesting thing in these games, of course, is the creatures that look like trolls are also the bad guys who you go about shooting. And has this made you see for the first time how other creatures of Middle-earth perceive you? Is the wonder of this marvellous technology that it allows you to at last see the error and folly of your vicious ways? Good question, that. No, I don't think so. But you see that green one? That one looks a lot like my Uncle Frodor. I love shooting that one. Here with me now is eminent psychologist Dr. Throatbottom. Dr. Throatbottom, do you believe that video games and other simulations of violence are responsible for the worrying social trends in our society? Yes, thank you for summing up my entire position. In my new book, How Pac-Man Made Us All Godless Fucking Killing Machines, I denounce all forms of modern entertainment. This does not only include games, of course, but films, television, and of course, modern art. Who among us can look at a work of Salvador Dali and not want to melt clocks and engage in other forms of social deviancy? Who indeed? I mean, sure, I'd like to lop off the heads of my enemies and have sex with a bleeding, twitching corpse afterwards, but that's because I've been exposed to Tetris! I didn't know the internet had such a remarkable effect on other planes of existence. Well, Fritz, that's the straight shit, just like how I heard it. Of course you realize there's no such place as Middle Earth. I mean, not outside of a J.R.R. Tolkien novel. What? God damn it! All those years of playing AD&D and smoking pot? For what? It's all a waste. Oh, damn it, Jim. Stop fucking around. I'm trying to be serious here. You say your life was wasted? At least you spent a good stream of weekends with friends getting high, playing games, and having sex with your sister-in-law. Hey! Ex-sister-in-law! Fine! Fine! But you were fucking someone's sister, ex or not. I spent all my time trying to write something worth anything at all. And what have I come up with? A handful of short stories about other people's characters that only a few brain-dead slavish fanboys would ever like. And you know what? Even they hate them. I want to write something that means a damn. I'll tell you, if I can't do that, I'll jump off the damn downtown bridge. Hey, you don't want to do that. That damn river's been frozen solid for ages. Probably hurt yourself like hell. I want, I don't know, to make some small fucking difference in the world. Dude, you got two options. Gun down some people at McDonald's or write internet porno. God knows internet porno changed my life. You know how much money I'm saving? Fine! You know what? Fuck you, Jim. Fuck you!
As you can tell, Jim and I are very close and dear friends. His opinion always meant the world to me. So, after we ended our pleasant debate about my future prospects, I returned home to check my mail. Bills! Bills! Hmm, and two possible rejection letters. Wow. Let's open these up, shall we? Dear Mr. Leibowitz, I recently received your submission for what you describe as your great American, no wait, great global novel. I've read your sample chapters for eternity in a moment. Over the past few years, you have sent me many submissions. There's an old saying that an infinite amount of monkeys with typewriters would eventually come up with the complete manuscript of Hamlet. It is my deepest hope that those same monkeys would never come up with this crap. Your novel is the most pretentious piece of trash I've ever encountered. Your characters are entirely stock. Your plot lines are as dull as they are unoriginal. And the only positive thing I can possibly say about this work is that it gave the editorial staff a much-needed laugh. Thank you. Go to hell. New Liberty Publishing. That one was a bit extreme. Uh, hmm. Let's see what the post has to say. Dear Mr. Leibowitz, I have recently received your submission for the cartoon Barfy the Cat. What can I say? Barfy the Cat is a masterpiece. It is rare that we see material of such caliber. Barfy the Cat, the cat who continuously barfs, is destined to be a hit with our readers. Enclosed is a check for $500 and some further legal papers. Welcome aboard! Can't wait to hear back from you. So, I have one rejection for the greatest and most dedicated work of my entire life, and glowing praise for Barfy the Cat, which I wrote in three minutes while drunk. Fuck this. The people at McDonald's are going to die! Yes! No! No! Wait a minute. I can't go on a killing spree. I mean, that demented fucking clown never did anything to me personally. But then, internet porno? Does that pay enough? Eternity in a moment. My dream crushed. Barfy the cat. Eternity? Barfy. Right. It's the whole world. There's the whole world and me. I'm jumping off the bridge. That is where I hit one of my many low points of the day. 150 feet, I think. So I should have died. Anyone with any decency would have had a fantastically horrific death plunging 150 feet into freezing cold water. But um, I'm not that graceful. I don't know how long I was in the water, but the first chance I got, I pulled my poor soggy rear end out and onto the freezing cold muddy bank of life. Does that sound good? I tried to spice that up, give some sort of imagery to the inner turmoil I was feeling. See, I can write. God damn it. Internet porno it is. Anything is better than this. I'm gonna go back home and post my resume to alt sex erotica bumpy things. Maybe pay a visit to smuthouseelectricsyngoat.com. What the? Excuse me, sir, isn't this Pearson Street? Yes, of course. Well, where the hell is my apartment? I live in Miller Apartments, 1218 Pearson Street. By the novelty sex and ice cream shop. Apartments? You must be drunk. 
For as long as I can remember, this whole block has been filled with the mansions of retired wealthy internet porno writers. Mansions? I'm talking about 1218 Miller Apartments! The landlord is Albert Miller! The nice old guy everyone in the neighborhood loves! Let me check that. Search Miller Apartments, Pearson Street. Miller Apartments, 1218 Pearson Street. Constructed 1983. Yeah, that's the guy! Those apartments were torn down 42 years ago. What are you, 35? Thanks for wasting my time. Wasting your time? You, my friend, have wasted Fritz Leibowitz's time! Who? Oh, right. You're Fritz Leibowitz, the writer? Oh shit, uh, you aren't a Babylon 5 fan, are you? Look, that was just a fictional story. I swear, Rebo and Zuni aren't really dead. You are drunk. Look, I don't know how you came across the name Fritz Leibowitz, but Leibowitz wrote the most brilliant piece of literature of the early 21st century. Hell, probably of any century. Wait, so you mean I'm Mr. Leibowitz is famous? No, not exactly. You see, I'm a professor of literature and history. So while I know his name, most people enjoy his genius without ever considering who wrote it. Did you say genius? Leibowitz was truly a genius. There isn't a person around who hasn't been touched by his writing. Anyway, I'm off to have sex with a prostitute. Good evening. Thank you, you old horny professor you. Genius! Appreciated by the whole world? I must have been in that freezing river a long time. I gotta confirm this with someone. How about that nice-looking lady down the road? Well, I don't care if it was an accident. I want them all killed. Excuse me? Look, Val, if you don't shoot them for me, I'm going to hang up this phone, drive over there, and personally rip out your heart and make you eat it before you die. Clear? Thanks, Val. You're such a dear. Excuse me from your lovely threats, but I was wondering if you might tell me about popular 21st century literature? What did you just say, you weird little man? I mean, if it wouldn't be a hassle, I'd love to ask your opinion on Eternity in a Moment by Fritz Leibowitz. I have no clue what you are talking about. Now, please excuse me. I've got no time for chatter. I'll be late for Barfy the Cat musical. Did you say Barfy the Cat? I was going over the original Barfy the Cat manuscripts. You have access to the ancient writings? Not just writings. They're actually images that show the first known true form of Barfy. So I assume you've used them to test your theories and advance your research. Yes, our contact with the university was absolutely right. Barfy the Cat was originally a fictional character, created by one Fritz Leibowitz. We've gone through the archives. There's not much left. But it was obvious that he wrote extensively about future societies and events. So, he was a prophet after all. We've been trying to track down a manuscript called The Shadows of Entorian. Apparently it speaks of space travel. This Fritz must have been a true great one. Yes, if only we had access to his brilliance now. The things he could teach us, the things we could learn. I would give anything if we could actually speak to Leibowitz, make him our leader, and follow him into a new golden age. Excuse me, I was just wandering down the street here, and I noticed you two chatting here at this lovely cafe. Away from us, parole. I was wondering, of these two titles, which one rings a bell? Eternity in a Moment, or Barfy the Cat? Is this a joke? Of course the magnificent Barfy the Cat rules upon us all. 
Prol, do you doubt his glorious leadership? Um, what? Barfy the Cat rules over us with patient kindness. I will hear none of your rebels speak. But Barfy the Cat, he's a fictional character. How could he... What do you mean? That's it. I'm calling the Thought Police. Rat! We are the Thought Police! Amazing. I haven't even called yet. We are called the Thought Police for nothing! This man has compared another piece of literature to our glorious leader, Barfy the Cat. So, you dare question El Senor Barfy! There's, there's been a big misunderstanding here. I wasn't questioning, inquiring perhaps, but not questioning. It, it's a subtle difference. Through glorious genetic engineering, El Gato de Barfy rules this glorious hunk of earth, you silly fellow. Wait, you're the police? Yes! And now, the vomiting will commence in one, two, three. I took that opportunity to attempt escape. I wasn't actually worried that those police officers could hurt me, but the barfing was disgusting. Unfortunately, it was also very slippery. So they were easily able to handcuff me and drag me off once I stopped sliding on the ground. I really can't stand Scumlord you. Our society has reached a pinnacle of success and achievement since we've made Barfy the Cat flesh. That's what I don't get. All I wanted to know is if he is real. I mean, you've created an actual living Barfy the Cat? Yes. If you don't believe it now, you'll soon get to see him. He'll be your judge, jury, and executioner. Wait, are you saying I'm going to plead my case before a cartoon cat who I created over 50 years ago and only got a $500 check for? I didn't even get to cash it! Should have thought of that before you meddle with the fabric of social reality, son. I can tell you exactly how many times I've heard that soul story of yours. Oh yeah? How many? Just the once, you weirdo. Anyway, wait just a second. Barfy the cat is probably eating an enchilada that won't agree with him just about now, and will be here momentarily. I was his creator. Do you think that will give me any leeway? Oh, don't worry, sir. Barfy the cat is a fine and excellent states cat. He'll probably be kind enough to kill you before allowing you the agony of putting on a proper defense. That'll be him now. Hello, El Senor Gato de la Barfi Emperor Extremo. The human being before you has committed treason and heresy against your name. And if you ask me, he probably deserves a good hanging. Thank you, Defense Counsel. Now what do you say, Prosecutor? Oh, Buffy le chat, vous êtes la raison pour la vie. Vous êtes très très beau. And you, treacherous scum, what have you to say in your behalf? Your Honor, Mr. Barfy, I really don't have any experience with upside-down social structures where animals rule over men. Okay, I've seen Planet of the Apes a couple times, but at least then the xenophobic maniacs were somewhat intelligent, and at the end of the day it was just Roddy McDowell and some thick makeup and a rubber mask. But you know, I just sent you into the newspaper a few months ago. I thought you'd be a force for good. Oh, what the hell am I saying? I thought you'd make me a couple fast bucks to pay the heating bill while I wrote better stuff. I am Barfy the Cat, ruler of the earth, creator of the... Oh, wait a minute. God damn it. (coughs) 
Look, this is stupid. I was just sitting at home in my apartment when I heard my neighbor's cat coughing up a furball. So I got the idea to send off a few comics to a local paper. If you are truly my creator, then answer me this. Sure, anything. Why didn't you make me a proper metal cat? Oh, well, you see, it wasn't that kind of paper. It was just a local family-oriented deal. Sorry, I can offer my condolences. You will be sentenced to death. You know, when I came in here, I didn't understand you. I thought I'd come in here and get sentenced to death for no reason at all. But now, I understand the reason. Look, I'm really sorry. If I knew this was going to happen, I would have sent those cartoons to Penthouse. I swear. I couldn't hold it against poor Barfy that he wanted me dead. However, for once in my life, I didn't want me dead. So I went to great lengths to devise an escape plan, perfectly coordinated to the guards' movements throughout the day in the prison where I was kept. It was a beautiful plan, the most intricate of all my conceptions. However, on the third day, I realized no one locked the prison doors. and I could have escaped in the first ten minutes if I wanted to. So I made my break, and I ran like the wind. I ran for a good length, for me, about half a block, up a deserted alleyway until I reached an open doorway. I went in without looking. <sighs> I hope nobody saw me. Hey, you weren't invited to the film festival. No, um, I'm just dropping in. Good films you got? Well, we've just started watching Hungarian Death Machine if you want to know. You'll probably want to rush home and catch some Barfy the Cat cartoons. So, you won't be watching the cartoons? Heck no. Are you the Resistance? No, we just like old horror flicks. Ever see Hungarian Death Machine? Wait, Hungarian Death Machine? Like the short story by Fritz Liebowitz? Oh, a movie buff, eh? Well, pull up a beanbag chair and a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, that's right. So, you like Hungarian Death Machine? It's made an impact on your life. Bigger than Barfy the Cat? Are you kidding? Every kid of my generation based their lives on this film. It's the best. So, wait. Are you saying that my short story, Hungarian Death Machine, it affected everyone? Your generation's Wizard of Oz or Star Wars was my simple story about a city bus that comes to life and eats sorority girls? Um... I don't know. I mean, the short story sucked. The movie version is totally different, thank God. They just kept the cool name. Anyway, Leibowitz must have died ages ago. My granddad met him once. Kicked his ass. Oh, uh, yes, of course. In fact, he's coming around for our film festival. Yo, Grandpa, get in here! Yes, boy? This guy wants to know about the old Leibowitz idiot. Remember you kicked his ass back at the laser con a million years ago? Yeah. Hey, wait. It can't be. It's him. Hey, take about 50 years off of you. You're that sad fanboy who kicked my ass this morning. What the hell? Is this true? Shit, this is clearer than Time Ninja 5. Kick back. They made a movie of the shadows of Indori. You ruined everything, you bastard. I'm getting the gun. Wait, you can't kill me. I've just arrived in your futuristic wonderland. There's so much to learn, so much to see. 
I'll go get my pals from the shooting squad. This is where I get to detail my amazing and incredible escape. I grabbed the voice box from the old man and convinced a few passing people it was a laser pistol. Then I made my escape into the sewers, where for three years I plotted my return to the world above. Well, that might have been a better outcome for me. As it was, I didn't escape at all. The next morning I was tied up and put before a formal firing squad, comprised entirely of old men dressed as Klingons. Does the human wish to have a blindfold? Yes, please. Cigarette? I didn't know you could smoke at an execution in California. Wow, maybe some things have improved. Any last request, Petak? Lots of them, but there aren't any young female Klingons in the shooting squad. That was Fuso, a badly recorded and shabbily edited audio program featuring the voices of Charlie, Israel, Andrew, and Claire, with the voice of Brian Schilt. Fuso was created by Charles Daniels. The music we used in this episode was Pink Floyd's Time from Dark Side of the Moon and Solo from the Bubblegum Crisis 2040 soundtrack. Cats asked for it by name. And the worst thing is, I plagiarized Barfy the Cat from my best friend in high school. Charles Daniels, 8 Fox, 2 Hobbits, and a Barfing Cat.